Praise God. It's so good to be with you today on this first Sunday of this new year, 2022. And I hope that you've got great expectations for this year. And um, expectations not of what you can do, but what God can do in you and through you. As we live kingdom lives, we recognize, you know, what is kingdom? Kingdom is the rule and reign of a king. And as kingdom people, we recognize the rule and the reign of King Jesus over our lives, in our lives, and through our lives. Amen. We need to understand that this is going to be an incredible year of breakthrough. Why? Because often God has to wait for people's desperation to show who he really is. Sometimes people can be distracted by other things, blinded by other things. But it's amazing when other things are taken away, people begin to look up. I really believe that we're in a season that people in our city are going to be looking up. And we want to be there to lead them to Jesus, amen, to protect them from religion and lead them to Jesus. Well, here we are. We've started our 31 days of breakthrough. And I'm so excited by what God's going to do in this 31 days and then in the following 11 months. There's such an anticipation within my heart of things still unseen. How about you? You see, that's faith. Faith doesn't believe for what's seen or what's pre presently in existence. Faith believes in what God has promised will be. The God who speaks things into being. The God who makes things out of things that aren't. Look at the universe. or Everything within the universe, Hebrews teaches us, was fashioned by a God who spoke things into existence. When we pray this 31 days together as a church across our congregations, our online congregation, in the United Kingdom, across the Philippines, we're not doing this as some token ceremony but we're doing this believing that God has got some plans for 2022. And we want those plans. Amen. So here we are, 31 days of breakthrough. This is day two, the first weekend. And during the Sundays of January, we're going to be preaching, myself and Stuart and Sean, messages that are related to having a breakthrough way of thinking. And so get ready for what God's going to do in our services also. We're believing in what God will do in 22. This has been, become my slogan. Watch what God's going to do in 22. Go on, turn to somebody and say it. It's kind of catchy. Watch what God's going to do in 22. Because I really believe that this is a year of watching God do things. Now hear me, I'm, I'm, I'm saying that prophetically out of persuasion. God's been speaking to my heart, even confirming something this morning. Somebody sent me a prophetic word this morning for me and my family. And again, it was in alignment, watch what God does. Watch what God does. A lot of the years that we've known have been about what we've done, our effort, how we took the kingdom by violence and force. This year, I really believe that God wants us to find a place of rest where we sit and watch what he does over the next 12 months. That's why this month is so important. We're sowing seed this month for the next 11. We're positioning ourselves. You know, when you get on an escalator, the escalator lifts you higher all you do is position yourself on the escalator. 
What do we do in this next 31 days together? We're not making miracles happen. We're not creating breakthrough. We're positioning ourselves so that our minds are set on him. And as we do, we're going to see the Lord, I believe, do incredible things. It's so funny because I'm a very driven person. Speak to anyone that works with me. I'm a very, very driven person. I love to make things happen. Yet in the background of my life, I hear God saying, no, Andy, this year, believe and watch me make things happen. And I believe that that's a word for us as a church, that God wants to show you victory, but you won't be praising yourself at the end of it. You'll be praising him. Amen. So we're going to do 31 days of breakthrough, which you know, you've seen the adverts now. All we're asking you to do is three times a day, morning, afternoon, evening. And if you miss one, don't get into guilt or condemnation. Just do two together, turn five minutes to ten minutes. But what we're going to do is morning, afternoon, and evening, pull away from the crowd of life, come into a stronghold of prayer with God, and just invest four or five minutes in praying, number one, for others. Thank you, Father, that the people of Family Church experience breakthrough this year. Thank you for marriages being restored. Thank you for families being strengthened. Do you know what I found even the last two days? That as I'm praying for you, suddenly the Lord begins to drop individuals on my heart. And when he does that, just stop and go, I pray for that person. Lord, I don't even know their name, but that person, I pray for their breakthrough. Remember, as you're praying for them, you've got hundreds of people across the congregations praying for you. Isn't that wonderful? Then pray for the church. Father, thank you that this year will be a year that your church breaks through, open doors, opportunity. Then also then include yourself. Thank you, Lord. So often our prayers can be so selfish, can't they? Bless me, Lord. We're turning that around this year and we're saying, others first, Lord. Use your church, Lord, and don't forget us also. And then we're going to be going into, in February, a time of fasting, however people fast. And we'll give more details on that a little bit later on. But for now, just concentrate on this 31 days. Come on, three times a day, everyone can do that, young and old. Everyone can do that. Praying for others first, then your church, and then yourself. Every one of us can do that. We're believing God this year for incredible breakout in people's lives and situations. Now, we speak often about breakthrough, but what we actually want is breakout. Because so often, breakthrough can happen in the unseen place, but breakout is what's seen in the public place. I thank God for the breakthroughs that we see in prayer, but I thank God with a lot more excitement for the breakouts that we witness on the battlefield of life, amen? Now, breakout is often a battlefield moment, and that'll make more sense in a moment. Breakout is where you see the things you were believing for happen. Breakout is that moment of testimony, that moment of things made manifest. How many people are ready for some breakout moments this year, the next 12 months? 
Now, when we talk about breakout, that's what we see in the moment where God does what he says he will do. But often before breakout, we have a moment of breakthrough. Now, breakout is what happens in the public arena of our life, life as we know it. But I want to help you to understand today that breakthrough often happens before in the unseen place of your life. You see, before a lady gives birth, she becomes pregnant. But when she's pregnant, that's not seen by everyone, yet it's known by the lady. There's a moment of breakthrough conception that leads to a moment of breakout called baby born. The next 31 days is about breakthrough that we have with God in the private place of our life. Now, when I'm saying pray five minutes a day, three times, that's not a replacement of your normal prayer life, all right? Carry on praying like you normally do, but add to your prayer life just these three sections of prayer. And I believe as we do, we're going to see breakthrough happen in the unseen chamber of our life that's going to cause breakout on the seen arena of our life or battlefield of our life. Now, this is a great pattern that's demonstrated by a lot of people throughout the Bible. But specifically, I want to pick on King David. How many people know that King David was a man that knew battlefields? King, King David was a man that had armies against him the whole time. King David was constantly in one fight or another. But he was also a man that walked in God-given victory. I want to be that man this year that walks in God-given victory. Come on, we want to be those men and women this year that walk on the battlefield of our life, watching God bring victory and breakout. But you see, just like we read in Psalms 3, verse 10, that first we honor the Lord with our giving and our first fruit, then we see our barns filled and our vats overflowing. That's how it works for us if we're asking the Lord for breakout. We've got to invest time in a moment of breakthrough. We've got to spend time in the hidden chamber of our life, the unseen place of our life. And that's where we do more on our knees in a moment than we can do standing up with a lifetime. I want you to get excited about your prayer life this month. So excited that you just carry on being a fanatic when it comes to prayer throughout the rest of the year. So if you've got your Bibles with you, turn to 2 Samuel chapter 5. And we're going to look at this principle of first comes breakthrough, then comes breakout. Okay? And I want you to catch this in your hearts because it's really exciting. Let me read through from verse 17. When the Philistines heard that David had been anointed king over Israel, you see, the enemy doesn't like your promotion. The enemy doesn't want you promoted. God wants to promote you in life. But when the enemy hears of your promotion, they rise up to try and stop you. When the Philistines heard that David had been anointed the king over Israel, they went up in full force to search for him. But David heard about it and went down to the stronghold. Now, 
When it says stronghold, that's not a bad stronghold, that's a good stronghold. Often when we talk about strongholds, we talk about when the enemy has a stronghold on, on someone's life. But the stronghold that David went down to was an inner chamber where him and his army uh, were staying. And it was called David's stronghold. And it was a place where David would go to pray. It wasn't a stronghold negatively. It was where he did business with God. So can you see what's happening? David gets promoted. All the sound of promotion is on David's life. The enemy gets annoyed and rises up against him in full force. Does David go to the battlefield to fight them? No, first he invests time in the stronghold that he has with God because he knows that that's where victories break through, that cause break out on the battlefield later. Now, it says that he went to the stronghold. Now, the Philistines had come and spread out throughout the valley. So David inquired of the Lord, shall I go and attack the Philistines? Will you deliver them into my hands? Can you see that he wasn't a man of presumption? Well, I pray and God does this. Well, this is what I want God to do for me. He, he didn't live like that. He was a man that inquired of the Lord. So when the battle was rising up, when the enemy was coming against him, he never went to meet the enemy on the battlefield first. He went to the stronghold, the chamber, the place where it was the audience of one. And there, the Bible says, he inquired of the Lord, do I fight this fight, God? Will you give me a victory, God? There was no foolishness or presumption to David, just faith. And then it says, the Lord answered him. Isn't it wonderful that the next 31 days, it's not just about you talking to God. It's about you inquiring of him and hearing him speak strategy back into your situation. So the Lord answered him, go for I will surely deliver the Philistines into your hands. There can be no greater confidence than when you've heard God for yourself tell you, don't be moved by what you see, you're going to win. So David, verse 20, so David went to a place called Baal Perazim and there he defeated the enemy. And he said, as the waters broke out, the Lord has broken out against my enemy before my eyes. So that place was called Baal Perazim. The Philistines abandoned their idols and David and his men carried off everything that once belonged to them. Now, this place was named Baal Perazim, which is an interesting name because the name Baal Perazim, uh, David already told us what it means. It means that God breaks out like the rushing waters. That's what Baal Perazim means. Father, we speak Baal Perazim over our lives this year. We speak Baal Perazim over our lives. The word Baal Perazim says, and God broke out like the waters or the mighty waters break out. Imagine a dam breaking under the pressure of the water, destroying everything that was holding it back. 
That's what David saw on the battlefield. And he said, the only thing that I could compare the victory that I just saw God give me to is when mighty waters break out. And that's the meaning of the word Baal Perizim. Now, we're believing, and again, when you pray this month for people in family church, just speak that word, Baal Perizim. God break out as the waters break out. But I want you to note a couple of things, the lessons that we learn from this moment. Number one, before David's breakout, his Baal Perizim, came his breakthrough in prayer. So what we're doing is we're copying a winner. David was a winner on the battlefield. And if David knew not to go straight to battle, but to invest time receiving the breakthrough in his private place with God, I want to follow a winner, not a loser. That's why I don't follow the devil. The devil is a loser. I follow winners. Jesus is a winner. He's the winner man. David was a winner on the battlefield. Let's learn from his strategy for the battlefield of our life. So before the breakout, Belperazim, came the breakthrough in the stronghold of David. Number two, David got the breakthrough in his stronghold that gave him the confidence on the battlefield. Now, when people saw David on the battlefield, they probably thought, what a cocky young guy. But wouldn't you be cocky if you'd heard God say to you in private, you're going to win? You see, the army of David was on the battlefield looking at the enemy, going, where's David? Come on, we got to fight to fight. Meanwhile, their king was on his knees before the great king. Will you give me this win? What's the strategy, God? He's hearing God, and when he'd heard God, he got up from breakthrough and walked on the battlefield to see the breakout. With total confidence, he was going to win. God wants you to have total confidence that comes from hearing him. Now, number three, David got the word for the moment. When he went and met God in that private place, he didn't get any old word, eeny, meeny, miny, mo. that one will do me. It wasn't pick and mix with the scripture. He got the word, the rhema word of God for the battle he was facing. God wants to give you the next 31 days specific words and instructions for others, for yourself and for the church so that we have an incredible win in 2022. Now, we understand that when we talk about David got the word, there's two words that we use for word um, in what we would call theology, and that's logos and rhema. Logos means the written word, that which God has said, which has been recorded. But rhema, it means the word that God has spoken right now for you. Sometimes the Holy Spirit, you see, whenever the Holy Spirit comes upon something, that something reveals God. When the Holy Spirit came on Jesus, Jesus revealed God. When the Holy Spirit came on Mary, Mary revealed Jesus. Whenever the Holy Spirit comes upon something, it causes a revelation. So sometimes God will speak to you when you're reading the Logos. But other times you'll be in prayer like David. And the Lord will give you a promise that you'd read but forgotten. It'll be specific. 
See, the beauty of this, now I'm giving you battle instructions here. The beauty is when you get a rhema word from God, you're not skating on the ice of the word, you're sinking in the ice of the word. The word is becoming you. You're not just walking on it. You see, when we walk just claiming promises, it's like we're walking on the ice. But when God begins to give us rhema, it's like we go into the ice. Now, what did David do? He did exactly the same as what Mary did. He basically heard the promise and the word of God and said, let it be to me exactly as you have said. I want to hear God for you, for the church, and for my family this year. And when I've heard God do what David and Mary did and simply say, yes, Lord, if that's what you've said is going to happen, that is what will happen. I want to just flick over for a moment to, um, to the story of Luke, uh, the story of Mary that we read about in Luke. And I want you to see that the word that's used when the promise comes to Mary is actually the word rhema that no word that God speaks will not come to pass. Now, we love this story, don't we? And we read in Luke 1, verses 38, firstly, that God comes to Mary, and we all know the story of Mary. We've just been through the season of Christmas. And we see the angel of the Lord come to Mary and give her an incredible bit of information. Your life is going to birth something from heaven. Your life is going to birth Jesus Christ, the Son of God. Now look at Mary's response. Not panic, not stress. She says, let it be to me according to this word. Another translation that I'm reading here says, and Mary said, may your word to me be fulfilled. And then the angel left her. Now the interesting thing is, the word that was spoken was a word from God for the moment and the season she was in. Not a word that he spoke to a prophet years ago for other times or seasons. Now, I heard someone teach on this recently on verse 37, where it says in verse 37, for no word from God will ever fail. Isn't that awesome? So the angel is communicating to Mary the coming of Jesus Christ, that she's a virgin that's going to give birth to the Son of God. Her head is trying to conceive this. How can these things be? The messenger of the Lord says to her these words, no word from God will ever fail. Now I heard someone teach on this and I love this, that that word, word there is the word rhema. And so what the angel was saying to Mary was, this moment may seem confusing, you may hear your enemy shouting, but no word that's come from the Father for your life and the moment you're in will ever fail you. And that was Mary's confidence to go through the next nine months. The world experienced the breakout in a manger, but the breakthrough happened in this moment. The moment Mary said, let it be, Lord, even though I don't understand. Let, let it be, Lord, even though I don't get this. That's the moment she became pregnant and the breakthrough took place. But no one around her saw anything different. 
But nine months later, the breakthrough she received in private became the breakout that changed the world. Come on, don't you love that parallel between David and Mary? So what we understand is that God wants to speak rhema truth to you. I know rhema because it, it's God's word, but it still feels like it's got the warmth of his breath on it. It's personal. It's like he's only spoken it ever to you. When the Lord speaks to you moments in this next 31 days, write them down, cherish them. Don't try to reason them with the wisdom of this world. Simply do what David did. If you say I'm going to win, win I will. Do what Mary did. Let it be to me according to what you've promised me this year. Everybody still with me? Over the next 31 days, we're all going to be inquiring of the Lord and getting promises of what he's going to do for others, for the church, and for ourselves as well. Now, maybe you've been around church life for a while and there's this little attitude within your heart. Oh, I've done it before. Yeah, family church, 25 years old. Yeah, I've been saved for 400. Sin it all, done it all. Been through New Year's Eve before. Yeah, done this before. Don't be so arrogant about this moment at hand. Because what God did yesterday could be completely different to what he's going to do today. You can't live off of yesterday's battle orders if God has replaced them. You see, David was so wise that that battle that he had, he defeated the enemy, but he didn't annihilate them. He drove them away, which meant they slowly became, uh, began to come back. Now, what's interesting is, what does David do the moment he sees the enemy returning? What he did last time. Before he goes to the battlefield of breakout, he goes to the stronghold of breakthrough. I want to read now from verse 22, the same section of scripture that we're reading in 2 Samuel 5. <clears throat> it says, once more the Philistines came up against him and spread out across the valley. So what did David do? Come on, this is a model that he's teaching us. So David again inquired of the Lord and he answered, the Lord answered them, don't go straight up this time, but circle around them and attack them in front of the poplar trees. As soon as you hear the sound of marching in the top of the trees, move quickly because that will mean the Lord has gone out, where? In front of you to strike your enemy army. So David did as the Lord commanded him and God struck down the Philistines right the way to total victory. Stay with me. This is important, okay? There's a recipe that David's giving us today. We're starting a new year. We all have battlefields. We have all got enemies. The enemy of our soul wants kill, steal, and destroy. Nothing less will please him. But we're going to be wise this year. We're going to pull away to the stronghold we may have done it before, but this is a new battle. This is a new moment. And over 31 days and then into a time of fasting, we're going to inquire of the Lord. Not as a gathering, but as individuals. And God is going to speak to you. 
God is going to give you promises that you forgot about. He's going to remind you of things that he said in years gone by. He's going to speak, it's a now moment, word into your heart concerning things that you gave up on. Whatever you hear in the stronghold of breakthrough, write it down and respond to it. Let it be to me, Lord. This is where your faith comes into play. Let it be to me, the things that you're speaking, let it be to me according to the word that you've given that cannot fail. And then we walk out on the battlefield together and we witness family church become a house of testimonies. February, March, April, May, June, July, breaking out, breaking out. On the website, Family Church website, we've put a section for you to put things that you're believing God for break for, breakthrough for, but also a place for you to put testimonies of what God did over the 12 months. Because this isn't a moment that we're going through like the world approaches Easter and Christmas. No, listen to me. On behalf of Andy Elms and Gina Elms, we need breakthrough this year. We need breakthrough this year. We need breakthrough. On behalf of people I know in family church, we need breakthrough. We need to see God break out in situations and destroy the enemy. So are we going to sit on our couches like Netflix addicts? No. Are we going to try and make it happen in our own strength? No, we're not doing that either. Then what are we going to do? Simple, as a church, we're going to follow the example of David. So the next 31 days, maybe you didn't have a clue why we were doing this, now you do. We're going to pull away from the battle because we know that when we hear God, we ensure a win. We're not going to run to the battlefield with our own wisdom. Come on then, and get destroyed. We've done that once too often. I have. Now this season, this next 31 days, isn't so much about breakout, even though God's not going to wait on my calendar. Some of you are going to start breaking out even this week. People have been getting healed and all stuff already. I'm, I'm certainly not going to say, wait for me, God. But this next 31 days, let's position ourselves like somebody positioning themselves on an escalator. We are not going to walk up this thing, but we're going to stand where we need to, to see God lift us in this moment to the place of victory that he's got for us to know. We could spend this year skating on ice, just preaching the word and that's all good. Or we can let the ice begin to melt amongst us so that we begin to let God's word overwhelm our lives so that we know that we know that we know that every, just like the angel said to Mary, every word that God speaks will not fail to happen. Amen. So we're going to carry on next week. I'm going to talk next week about how he goes before us in the breakthrough. We spoke about how David saw the Lord go before him. But David didn't even have to fight. The Lord went ahead with him that second time and brought the victory he needed. I want to talk next week about how Jesus is going in front of you this year. 
Jesus is going in front of you this year. Whatever you're facing, Jesus is going in front of you this year. God Almighty is going in front of you this year. And he's going to give you the joy of watching your battles won. If you're here today and you've never given your life to Jesus, just like Carla said so beautifully, what better position is there at the start of a new year than the position of surrender? Because actually, that's a biblical reality. God resists the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. Maybe you're here today and you've never given your life to Jesus. Maybe you gave him a bit, but you held back the rest. Maybe you wandered from God, but you know this isn't a year to be wandering. It's time to come home. It's time to be a part of his family, a part of his house. It's time to stop excluding God and include him in. Come on, you may be young, you may be old. I don't know where you're from. This is relevant for everyone today. If you're not where you should be with the Lord, if you need to bring your life under fresh surrender to his kingdom, if you need to give your life to Jesus, give your life back to Jesus in fresh surrender, we're going to pray a prayer together at the close of his service give you the opportunity to do that would you pray after me today thank you father for sending Jesus to save me thank you that you give me choice to choose or reject I choose to accept Jesus forgive me for the things I've done wrong Come and live inside of me. Let me become born again. Thank you for new beginnings, fresh starts, new horizons. I receive you as my Lord and my Saviour. Thank you for saving me. Amen. Just my every head's heads closed, every head's bowed, eyes closed. If you're here today and you've never prayed a prayer where you've given your life to Jesus, or maybe you've been away from Jesus and you want to come back to him today, just as I count to three, I'm going to ask you to very boldly with stacks of courage, I'm going to ask you to lift your hand nice and high when I say three. I loved that Sunday just before Christmas where we saw 10 people give their lives to Jesus. Come on, I want to see this year, 20, 30, 40. Come on, it's going to be a great year. But right now, how about you? Do you need to lift your hand and say, I prayed that prayer. Today I give my life to Jesus Christ. Today I give my life back to God. As I say three, lift your hand if that's you. One, two, three. Gonna wait a couple of moments in case there's anyone here today that isn't where they should be with Jesus. One moment, everything changes. One moment, everything changes. That means that everyone under the sound of my voice is a God lover, a Jesus follower. That's fantastic. Let me just pray over you now as we close this morning. Bel Perizim, Lord. Bel Perizim, Lord. 
over the people of Family Church. Break out like the waters break out. Over the people of Family Church, let restrictions be torn down, blockages be removed. Let lack be destroyed, let abundance flow. Let life flow where death has reigned. Let relationships come back together. Let the rule and reign of Jesus Christ break out in homes and in families. Bel Perizim, Lord, let break out come like the waters breaking out. Over our church, Lord, we thank you for this congregation. Lord, more souls than we ever dreamed. More people becoming disciples than we ever hoped for. Favor, buildings, open doors, opportunities. And over our lives, Lord, bring blessing beyond anything we ever dreamed so that we can take that blessing and bring you glory with it. And all God's people said, Amen. 31 days, three times a day. Come on, let's go and inquire of the Lord. Amen.